In this season of Easter, we celebrate today this Sunday Center on the Good Shepherd, which is a title that Jesus uses for himself. And it reminds us a very important thing that Jesus is the one who still leads us as a church. He is alive, he is risen, and so he is still watching over us and guiding the, the, the boat of Peter. And also this Sunday gives us an opportunity to reflect on the very unique kind of leadership that Jesus exercises. Because he combines very unique things. Um, he's very practical. He guides us in external, you know, in the realm of action. But also he guides us in the path of the Spirit. On the one hand, you know, he's a, Jesus is a great strategist. He's like a great CEO. He calls people, he empowers them, he organizes them, and he sends them. He's the one who established the church, who called Peter and Andrew and James and John and formed that community and gave them the sacraments and what they had to do. And that body of Christ, the church, is still here 2,000 years later. He's a great organizer, great strategist. But also then, he guides us in the inner world. He says, I know mine, and mine know me. He doesn't just see the, the, the great scheme of things and disregards our individual problems, our own concerns. No, he, he watches over you. He knows who you are. Just like we saw last week, you know, when we're talking about the challenges that some feelings and emotions present to us, the Lord can also guide us through those inner paths that at times are very difficult also in both realms. Another trait that I find quite unique in his leadership is how he's not territorial at all about it. He delegates a lot, even when he knows that we are not at his level. Someone with the skill and the wisdom, the power of Christ, you would assume that he would just do everything himself. But he entrusts us with a lot of things. And it doesn't mean that he disappears from the scene. He's still very involved, but he wants to act through us. And this is a pattern that we see all through the Bible, if you think of it. Take, for example, the conversion of St. Paul. Jesus, the risen Christ, appeared to Paul. He, Paul converted, and right away, Jesus said to Paul, go into the city and refer him to Ananias, he would be the one instructed. So right away, Jesus sent him to RCIA and received the sacraments. Or take the parable of the Good Samaritan, which is a symbol of Christ too. Jesus is that Good Samaritan that lifts us up from the side of the road. And what does he do right away? Brings us to the innkeeper, to the church. He entrusts us to the care of others. Today, the Lord is still calling people, tugging at their hearts. But then he says, go to that Catholic friend. Go to St. Anne's. Go to that group. And we are here today, every one of us, because of that leadership of Christ. We are here. We've been called and summoned, each one of us, by the Good Shepherd. He has called each one of us by name. He has intervened in very unique moments in our lives to lift us up, to forgive us, to give us grace. And if we are his disciples today, that means that also he wants us to collaborate with him 
in reaching out to others. As soon as you start following Christ, he begins to assign you to some tasks and sending you to assist him, to reach out to others. And I think that's not an, it's not an optional side thing in being a disciple. It's a very essential part of it because we can only become Christ-like if we care for someone, something other than ourselves. We need to go out. We need to be responsible for others. One of the, maybe one of the questions I dread the most from the Lord, or makes me quite uneasy, is if he asks me, Lucas, are you acting like a shepherd or are you acting like a hired man? Which are you? Are you taking responsibility over others? Do, do you care? Or is it just a job that you're doing? I have a good friend in Oregon who was deeply transformed by that type of question. He was a young man. He had just converted to Christianity in Oregon, at Oregon State. He was 20 years old, about that age. He was in a, this big Christian gathering, and the, the speaker said to them, who is responsible for this generation? And he says, that question pierced me. It convicted me, and I began to think and pray. And after a bit of prayer, he said, I, write, I wrote a life, a mission statement for myself. And it was something like, along these lines. He says, I commit to bringing us to Christ as many young people under the age of 30 as I can during the course of my life. And that statement has guided, his name is Greg, by the way, that statement has guided his life for over 30 years. Now, you'd be surprised, he's not a pastor, he's not a preacher, he's a businessman, he's married, has five children, and he's a real estate broker, financial advisor. But that's his day job, he says. His, his mission, his passion is beyond being a, a financial advisor. It's about bringing young people to Christ. And he has done it extensively by coaching sports, by leading Bible studies, mentoring young people. So he went on to create this big organization that fosters mentoring, Christian mentoring, in, on different campuses, Mentors 360, with the idea of bringing young people to Christ precisely. Well, he did this for many years as a, as a Protestant. But just a few years ago, he and his wife, Debbie, entered the Catholic Church. And they've been very connected with our society, in particular, working in the new evangelization, working with college students and young adults. And they have become you know, great collaborators of Christ, the Good Shepherd, in what they do. And also, they've grown a lot spiritually in doing that. And you know, uh, their life is truly an adventure when you look at how how they, they live. Well, it's people like Greg and Debbie that usually echo for me that question of Jesus. What kind of person are you? Are you a shepherd? Are you a hired worker? Do you really care? People like that challenge me and inspire me. Let me suggest a couple of things to think about, to pray about this week, like two big areas. The first one is to think, in what ways has Jesus been a good shepherd for you? How has he guided you in life? You know, his guidance happens in many different ways. It's like multi-layered. So it happens through providential events. 
He guides you through people he sends your way. And he also, it also happens through things that take place in your heart and that maybe only you know about. Because Jesus leads, leads both through external events, but also through those inner things that happen only in our prayer, in our thinking. So it's interesting to ask yourself this question. How has God guided me? How has the Good Shepherd led me? You may start to connect dots that you never saw connected before when you start praying about that. And the second thing to think about is to what extent am I taking responsibility over those around me? And if, I'm, if I find that I have the attitude of a higher worker, how can I become more of a shepherd? How can I become a collaborator with Christ? Quick story here. Two priests in my seminary in Rosario, in Argentina, were once traveling through Europe, and they decided to visit their former seminary rector, who was a French priest. He was a rector in the 50s back then, and Father Camille. And so they finally located him, went to this monastery where he was. He was already in his 90s, in a wheelchair. And so Father Pablo and Father Gustavo were saying, do you think they will, he will remember us? He will recognize us? I don't know. He's, he's you know, getting older. It's been many years. So when they meet him finally, they introduce themselves and say, Father Camille, this is Father Gustavo and Father Pablo from Rosario, from St. Charles Borromeo. You were our rector in the 50s. You remember us. And Father Camille looked up to them and then slowly pulled this wad of yellowed papers. And he said, remember you. I pray for my seminarians every day. He had kept the names of each of his seminarians in those papers with him to pray for every day. Well, that's, that's the commitment of a shepherd. Taking responsibility over other people can happen in many different ways. It, it depends on your vocation. And you can have very different degrees of responsibility. It can be your children and grandchildren. It can be co-workers. It can be friends. It can be your, your mom and dad, your cousins. Maybe, you know, the Lord wants to call some of you here to consecrated life or to the priesthood so that, you know, you can be fully dedicated to uh, leading others in, in faith. And let me tell you, it's an amazing vocation. It's an amazing gift. But in wh whatever vocation you are in, that's the question the Lord wants you to ask yourself this week. How are you caring for others and taking responsibility for those around you? May we pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for calling me to follow you, for leading me as the Good Shepherd, even at the cost of giving up your life for me. I trust in your guidance. I trust in you. Lord, send me to those who need you and help me grow in the capacity of being responsible for others. In your name, Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen.